0: uh mother's day may 10th 2020 welcome and uh it is so good to see a f- few familiar faces uh in the audience today so good to have you back and thank you so much for everyone who is here uh who is uh, helping us work through the details of uh, what it will be like as we uh, gradually come back to some sense of normalcy and i want to say hi to everybody out there in uh Uh, Facebook world. Uh, Glad that you're with us as well and uh, Mother's Day is always special and uh, we want to honor our mothers today and uh, we also want to honor all those uh, ladies who have the heart of a mother uh, and uh, and who minister in so many different ways. We have worked through some technical difficulties today and uh, we are still standing and as Rodney said uh, this, we're just trying to make it through this alive, or something like that. So, are we good? We good to go? All right. Today's uh, message is the big reveal, the revelation of Jesus Christ, Son of God, and the song that you just sang, "Show Us Christ." Oh my goodness! Uh, how perfect uh, for this this message. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! In my family, when the words "spoiler alert" are uh, spoken, we all get a little bit nervous because there are certain members of my family, who will re- who will remain unnamed, to protect the guilty, uh, are well known for their ability to spoil the ending of a book or a movie. It's not that they want to spoil the ending for us. It's just that they're so into it, so intense. And they want to communicate how much they enjoyed it. And and maybe they're assuming that we know the ending. Uh, and so in the course of our conversation, they accidentally quote tell us what happens on the last page of the book or the last scene of the movie. They spill the beans. They reveal the big reveal. And so, but I am going to tell you, I'm I'm warning, I was reading a movie review just yesterday, and it says spoiler alerts to follow. So you know. If you keep reading, you're going to find out what happened. So I'm going to give you a spoiler alert for today's message. The big reveal. The big reveal is Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What is it about us that wants us to skip ahead to the last page of a book? What is it about us that makes us want to fast forward to the end of the movie to see the last scene? What is it about us that... We want to find out what happens in the end to see how it all turns out. Why do we want to learn the big secret that the author or the screenwriter has prepared? And you know, we all want to know how the story ends. Let's pray. Father, we thank You that You have revealed Yourself to us through the person of Your Son, Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that we will honor You and Him and the Holy Spirit today in this message, and that all hearts will be turned to You as a result of this preaching of Your Word. In Your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. The big reveal. The revolution, revelation. It's a revolution too. The revelation of Jesus Christ, Son of God. American wedding customs often contain an element of the big reveal. I'm kind of focused on weddings right now because... Uh, two of our families, uh, the Hoxtetler family and the Williman family, are about to see two of their children united in marriage. In less than a month, as the Lord wills, Joshua Hoxtetler will wed Melissa Williman. I talked with Josh yesterday, and he told me that there is, they are planning a time, sometime on the morning of the wedding, where Josh will get to see Melissa for the first time on their wedding day and the wedding photographer has been warned do not miss this moment it's the moment of the big reveal of course reveal is the core part of the part of the word revelation it's the core part of the word revelation and i want to reveal four revelations to you today revelation number 1 peter saw him in luke chapter 5 verses 4 through 11 hear the word of the lord When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon said, We've worked hard all night long and caught nothing, but if you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they did this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to the partners in the other boat, Come and help. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, because I am a sinful man, Lord. For he and all those with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, Zebedee's sons, who were Simon's partners. Don't be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on, you will be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land and left everything and followed Him. This is the word of the Lord. Notice the details of this passage. Because this, I believe it is this event, this incident that took place on the Sea of Galilee where Peter began to realize that Jesus was more than just a cool rabbi. Notice how Peter communicates with Jesus. And notice how Peter's communication with Jesus and relationship with Jesus actually changes in the course of this short event that's recorded for us in the book of Luke. At first, Peter demonstrates his own knowledge and his experience on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, Jesus, we know how to fish. We're experienced businessmen. We do this for a living. You're a carpenter. Uh And we just come in, I mean, we're out all night, and let me tell you, the fish are not biting. They weren't anywhere near our nets. But to satisfy you, Jesus, the carpenter turned rabbi who's telling us now to launch out into the deep and try, try again, if you say so, Lord. And you can sense Peter's hesitation here. Peter says, okay, we'll give it a whirl. But after the great catch, the big reveal, after the ship, both ships are nearly sinking because of the huge number of fish that are now in the boat. Peter sounds a little bit different now, doesn't he? Peter falls at Jesus' knees and he says, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. His hesitation, his reluctance to do this has turned into adoration. Life's different when you've seen Jesus. Sure was for Peter. Revelation number one, Peter saw him. Revelation number two, the demons feared him. In Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, let me read this. Hear the word of the Lord. They went into Capernaum, and right away he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. They were astonished. At his teaching, because he was teaching them as one who had authority and not like the scribes. Just then, a man with an unclean spirit was in their synagogue and he cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw him into convulsions, shouted with a loud voice, and came out of him. They were all amazed. And so they began to ask each other, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey Him. At once the news about Him spread throughout the entire vicinity of Galilee. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love the book of Mark. It's a lot like my attention span. Short. It's uh, the kind of story I love to read. Lots of actions. One of the key words in Mark is the word immediately. In this passage that I just read, uh, the, the words right away can sometimes be translated immediately. They went into Capernaum and right away he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. Jesus was a man on a mission. And as soon as he got into Capernaum, he said, I want to teach the people the word of the Lord. I love stories that move fast from one scene to another. And in this regard, Mark is, well, remarkable. In this passage in Mark, we're still on the shores of Galilee. We're in Peter's town of Capernaum. But we're not in the boat now with Jesus. Now we're in the synagogue. And the synagogue basically was the Jewish church or gathering place. Jesus goes right into the synagogue and begins to teach, and the people are amazed. The reveal... The big reveal is beginning. The people in the synagogue realize that the former carpenter turned rabbi does not teach like the scribes. He teaches with authority. He knows what he's talking about. Someone else is there as well. Someone else is there who realizes that Jesus is more than a carpenter. Jesus is more than some scribe. Jesus is just not another typical rabbi. Yes, the Jewish people of Capernaum are there in the synagogue, but there's someone else there as well. Someone who is possessed by demons. Yes, demons go to church too. And how did the demons react to Jesus? They feared Him. The Scriptures say just then a man with an unclean spirit was in their synagogue and he cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The demons knew who He was. The demons knew that He had the power to destroy them. And how did Jesus react to the demons? He rebuked them. Jesus rebuked him saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit did exactly that. Notice the reaction of the people in the synagogue. They were all amazed. That reminds us of Peter's response in the boat. Peter was amazed when he saw the catch. Life is amazing once you've seen Jesus. It sure was for Peter. It sure was for the people in the synagogue. And it was for the demons too. Revelation number one Peter saw him. Revelation number two the demons feared him. Revelation number three the leper. Felt him. Mark chapter 1, verses 39 through 44 says this. He went into all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Then a man with leprosy came to him and on his knees, begging him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he told him, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. This is the Word of the Lord. The big reveal is beginning. A leper, desperate in his his disease, falls to his knees at the feet of Jesus and begs Him, not for money, not for compassion, but for healing. He knows he needs to be cleaned. You must realize the drama of this situation. Here is a man with a dread disease. Here's a man who could not live with his family or anybody else other than another leper. A man who could not attend the synagogue. A man who could not worship in the temple. A man who was required when he came into close proximity with anybody to shout the words, unclean! Unclean! So those people would be warned of his condition. Be warned that he was dangerous to them. A leper was not to be touched and he was to touch no one. Boy, this time of quarantine sure has taught us a little bit about physical touch, hasn't it? How much we need hugs and affection. At the very least, introverts, a good handshake. If someone has the coronavirus, it's almost if that person has to cry out COVID-19! COVID-19! And if someone has the coronavirus, they may end up in the hospital where they are not to be touched. And they are to touch no one. And this time of quarantine, of isolation, will remain in effect until they recover or until they die. Ah, but a man with leprosy... Nothing to look forward to for the rest of his miserable dying life. Nothing. A man with leprosy falls at his feet, at the feet of Jesus, and begs him for healing. And what does Jesus do? He reveals once again who he is and what he can do. He does what no one else is willing to do. He reaches out and touches the leper. And the leper felt his touch probably the first time in many, many years he had felt anyone touch him. And then the leper felt the healing surge of Jesus go through his body and he was amazed. For it had been revealed to him in a very big way that Jesus, this former carpenter who became a rabbi, who became an expert fisherman, who became a demon rebuker, was also the great physician. Life sure is different when you feel the touch of that Master's hand. The disciple Peter saw Him. The, the demons feared Him. The leper felt Him. And one day, all of us will see Him as He is. We will see Him too. Revelation 4, we will all see Him. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, the first verse of the last book of the Bible says this, The revelation of Jesus Christ... That God gave him to show His servants what must soon take place. This is the word of the Lord. Chip and Joanna Gaines have; a, they're pretty popular. They used to have a show called Fixer Upper, and on Fixer Upper, they always had a big reveal. They would take a home that Bible. We want to get to the last part. We want to get to Revelation. The last book of the Bible is entitled Revelation. It is the big reveal. And notice that the title of the book is Revelation, singular, not Revelations, plural. Although, I mean, technically, it could have been Revelations because there are so many Revelations. But I think that the author wanted to make sure that you knew that the real Revelation, the big Revelation, the big reveal is singular. It's Jesus Christ. Calling it revelations instead of revelation kind of misses the point. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave Him to show His servants what must soon take place. One day, everyone will see Jesus for who He is. Every tongue will confess that He is Lord. Jesus Christ is the big reveal. The Apostle Paul in the 2nd chapter of Philippians revealed this to us. Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be exploited. Instead, He emptied Himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of a man. And when He had come as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason God has highly exalted Him and gave Him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Today, the gospel of Jesus Christ has the power to make what was old new. What was old and ugly and sinful in your life can be made new and beautiful and righteous. If you've never felt the touch of the Master's hand the way the leopard did, know this Jesus is healer. Healer of far more than your physical ailments, healer of your soul. If you've never heard His words the way the people in that synagogue did and seen His power, know this. Jesus is amazing. Jesus is healer. Jesus is amazing. If you've never seen Jesus the way Peter saw Him, know this and agree with Him when He said, Jesus is Lord. Trust Him today while there is still time. Today, the Gospel of Jesus Christ has the power to change your life forever. One day, Jesus Christ will make what was old brand new. The big reveal, Jesus Christ, is what this old troubled world has longed for ever since we lost it all in the garden. One day, Jesus will marry His bride, the church, and those of us who know Him and are known by Him will join him at a great supper, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now we know American wedding customs. Jewish wedding customs of Jesus' day were a bit different. In the Jewish culture of Jesus' day, the bride and the groom were engaged and then the bride began to prepare for her wedding day. She did not set the wedding day. Her parents did not set the wedding day. Only the groom set the wedding day. And this is important now. And this helps you understand a lot of the the parables. The groom did not tell the bride when the wedding was going to take place. It was her job to prepare. The bride was to prepare for the wedding day. The bride was to be ready. The bride was to be listening for the sound of the trumpet and the voice of her groom. We the Bride of Christ, His church, those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, we are to prepare. We are to be ready. We are to listen for the sound of the trumpet and the voice of our groom. Are you ready for the big reveal?